0: that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.
1: Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me, I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Quote Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports!
2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.
0: Hey there, I'm Lance Bass, and this is Chip. For more than a 100 years, American Humane has been on the front lines protecting animals in times of crisis. From Pearl Harbor to 9-11 the California wildfires, and the coronavirus pandemic. American Humane Rescue has provided life-saving assistance for animals in virtually every major national disaster. If you're anything like me, your pets mean the world to you. And if disaster strikes, you want to keep them safe. To prepare for an oncoming disaster, ensure your pet has secure and up-to-date identification. And if you must evacuate, remember to take your disaster preparedness kit with you. To learn more about disaster planning and how to keep your best friends safe, please visit AmericanHumane.org. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Catangell. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it.
3: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend.
0: Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the The Sports Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Welcome
4: back. ESPN New Orleans is live on this Thursday. Crew of Katie's over at Francesca 515 Harrison Avenue. By Katie's, deli and pizzeria. Come on by, have a little lunch here as well. Have some fun. The professor, Nick Harrison, just got done his show, won a bet. He hates college football, doesn't like the playoffs. Stop. See what don't, I just did?
5: Don't lie Fine. to the people. I love college football. <laughs> 12 does. teams is a little
4: much. No, we're having fun.
5: Sir, did you get a chance to watch the Pels last night? <laughs> uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I saw some of the highlights. They look phenomenal. And Zion looks like he is all the way back. That foot is not bothering him at all. He's doing his thing.
4: So I mentioned it in the first segment, and it's a question I'm throwing out there again, and I'd mm-hmm. love to hear it from you, your opinion, Nick, and then also Bells fans listening right now. Did yesterday, did we just see the first step of, like, legit superstar? And, and what I mean by that is there's hype, there's a name, there's, hey, the first player taken, oh, I get it. But you have to show it. Mm-hmm that respectfully not every game that zion's played if many has he looked like the best player on the court yeah has he taken over Has he dominated i understand a lot of that is because of health and we used to talk about it all the time this guy can play defense he just hadn't been healthy he hadn't been in the kind of shape that allowed him to do that yesterday nick looked different yesterday in that stretch where a 31-point lead dropped to 11. And as Andrew said when he joined us at 12:15, people are like, you still up 11. No, no, no. When your lead goes from 31 to 11, there, there's a sense of, oh, no, mm-hmm. that, that was palpable in that arena. Oh, yeah. That was palpable on the air. The graph is pacing. I'm sitting there going, this would be a monumental collapse to lose that game. Mind you, Toronto was full go. Um, They were not injured. That's their healthy ride. That's a good team. Right. That's a good team. And then it was almost like I literally labeled it, Z says, forget this. Bleep it. That's what I labeled the highlight. Mm -hmm. That's literally what he did, and this is what it sounded like.
2: Zion doubled, spins out of it, drives in. Dunk it in! Smash it in. Now you got to get back. Ananobi. Front court right. Steals Z Front court. Drive. Lay it in. Siakam tried to foul him. They didn't call it. They did. Zion calling everybody up. Timeout Nick Nurse. Zion with the flex. Walking off the court. In case of emergency, break glass and bring in number one. I love that. I
4: love that. In case of emergency, break glass and bring in number one. Again, in that stretch, what was amazing was you saw a block, dunk, steal, dunk, timeout, Toronto, followed by another steal. Like, that that superstar stuff. I mean, that's when he spun out of that double team, and then there's another player on the block ready to block him. He double pumps, goes under, and dunks it. Yeah. He wasn't laying it in. He was aggressive. He took over. That team wasn't out. Herb at that point. You already started the game without CJ and Brandon Ingram.
2: Yeah.
4: As Andrew Lopez said to us in our number one, we've only played ten games together, the starting five. Yeah. out of the 21 we don't even really know what this team's gonna be like yeah. they're sitting in third you got the second seed Denver team coming on Sunday I I like it's exciting because you're starting to see what this team can sort of be
5: uh and we talked about this as before the season even started you know I was going on different podcasts and we were talking about an NBA preview because uh, I'm a big NBA fan and I picked the Pelicans to be a top four seed in the West and I told you this yep And in part, it was because of the roster that they were bringing back because everybody had played together before, because Willie Green knows what he's doing, because Zion Wilson is coming into his own as a player. And the work that he did over the summer is starting to show now because he's 22 years old, Gus. He's still young. He's still got a lot of growing to do as a player, and he's just now learning how to use – his body and use his skills in order to do this kind of stuff that we just listened to and the stuff that we saw last night from him and the Pelicans. Like you get him, CJ, BI, Jose, all these guys together playing together on a consistent basis. And that's the thing you asked if it was the first step to superstar them yeah. Yes, it is. But the next step is consistency.
4: No, right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You have to do it continuously, right? right. I mean, Tatum's 40 points here and there. I mean, yeah. Luka, like, that's what's a superstar, a superstar. Right. And, and to give you an idea, Luka Doncic has three triple doubles of 40 points, mm-hmm. right? They're 10-10 and 10 going into the game yesterday. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, the, it's a tough league right now on any given night, and you have to find a way to win
3: he was asked about that moment when he said bleep this make a play um got the basket and then it was kind of sprint back on defense because they were pushing it and i kind of saw his eyes because we went and double teamed um, emoji i was able to get the steal and make a play um the thought process was just make a play, and I was able to make the play.
4: What I love about it, too, and I can just play the next 20 minutes of his sound, but I want to get the Jack, too. It's just he understands the game. Yeah. And and he's and it's now to the point where he's seeing it in front of him. It's unfolding. So it's not one of those, oh, I got to go do something for something. He, he sees it. He understands it. He's talking about going in transition and what the defense is doing so he understands how he can attack it and, and, and how to dish it. And, I mean, listen to this, the same thing, too. Because the rest of his stat lines, five assists, four steals, two blocks, ten rebounds to go with 33 points. I mean, I tell people all the
3: time, I was trained to be a point guard because, you know, my stepdad told me if you don't grow past a certain height, you're going to have to play point guard. So when I'm making those reads, that's just that's just been instilled in me. Like like I said, if two people, three people are trying to close in on me, two people got to be open somewhere. So... When you got shooters like the shooters we have, you just just them, Whether it's uh, me passing and the person catching and passing again, uh, it's just seeing the game. Jack, thank you for calling the show. What you got for us, sir?
5: gosh, uh, I just want to follow on to what he was saying. The the, the, the the more he learns to pass out of the double team, the more explosive he and the whole team is. It,
6: it, it really is unbelievable to watch. Him. Um, and I, and I want to agree with one of your
5: earlier callers. I think the injuries make it easier for, for Willie because there's just too much, there's too many guys to play on this team. I mean, do you think at some point they really have to trim, you know, they have to trade guys for maybe picks just because you can't have all, I mean, they can't, I realize they like each other, but can they be happy not playing?
4: That That's going to be the interesting aspect of it because that's one thing that Andrew said at some point in time when B.I. and C.J. comes back and, and Larry uh, or Najee, who gets these minutes? You see, I, I I look at it like this. I understand shortening rotations to an extent. I I don't right now. I, I let everybody play, keep people fresher, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if you give a game off or, hey, my, my best case scenario is to where you don't have to play these guys 30 minutes, you know, and so. So now I understand it's about continuity and doing those things, but I, I'm with you, Jack, and I know General D walked in. And he's going to have a little lunch here as well. We'll ask him. His thoughts here in a little bit, but there are some people on the bench currently right now. I just don't see how in 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 the world you bring them in. I mean, you brought up Kyra, but Dyson Daniels is playing so well at the point. He played 31 minutes yesterday, and he can play defense and stuff, so... are you putting Tyra in instead of Dyson? I mean, I don't see a path where Jackson Hayes plays
5: right now. I mean, I just I well, don't I see where Garrett so, Temple plays a lot. It's right. like you Once know, you, yeah, exactly. It, it, I mean, it's, here's the thing, man. Like these guys, they talk about managing how this team plays with each other. You know, Willie Green talked about it at the beginning of the season, before the season even started, about how they're going to integrate all these guys together. Two words that people in the NBA hate is load management. But with this team, I think load management is going to be extremely important because you, it's an, it's an 82 game season, yeah, man. I'm the important games yeah. are at the end of the season. The yeah. important games 100%. are March, April, 100%. May, June. Yep. So that's when you want to have your guys and, ready to go.
4: And Jack, the Pels are in a different spot where like her being injured yesterday or B.I. and CJ, we'd be like, please get back so they can compete and play or win. Right. Right now, I'm texting so I'm like, I mean, I'm not playing Herb tomorrow. Go rest. We'll see you on Sunday against the Nuggets. Like they don't need them. They don't need Bi, CJ, or like, to 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 compete. Yeah. I'm not saying you don't need them, but this team's showing you can be competitive and win games without some of your best players. Right. And it does allow you that room, that room to heal, breathe, rest, whatever. Jack.
5: it hey, hey, Gus, one last thing: uh, Is Scott around? He ran uh,
4: He just was to my left.
5: uh, uh well, well uh, we really need the 49ers to have a fish fry this weekend, or else okay. we're probably going to owe Roy money.
4: Oh, I love it! <laughs> a, a fish fry this Get weekend. Him. I love Get it. Get him! Let's go. Thank you, sir. That's right. Your your bills, by the way, played at night, Professor. Tonight, we'll talk about that. Maybe? Jack, thank you for the phone call, sir. Appreciate it.
3: All right. Thanks.
4: Not for a sure, lot. Jerry. Just Claire, our owner here, having a little lunch. I'm sorry, I'm keeping you from your that's all right. loaded Giuseppe's ham
5: pole boy over here.
1: That's my uh, normal uh, <laughs> Francesca's order. That
5: thing is huge. Is that man. what is that sub? Is that the uh, Italian sub?
1: Ha- uh, ham pole boy. Yeah, that's the ham pole. All all American. Basically, it's most of a pig. My yes, wife maybe.
5: called me before. <laughs> she knew I was coming to Francesca's right after the show, and she goes, "Uh, babe." Since you love me, yeah. can you pick me up an Italian sub and bring oh, it home? Oh, since you love me. Since, that because since, there, you, since, yeah. you, since you love me. Yeah, since so you love it, me. I'm like, yeah, baby, I got you. I got you. So uh, I'm thinking, about myself, what sir, am I So before order? you go
4: eat, I do want to ask you, though, I mean, right. it, it was big for you guys to do this here as well. Tomorrow we got a little high school football, big game.
1: Uh, Westgate uh, Tigers travel, uh, from New Iberia traveling to uh, play Destrehan. Uh, Westgate, uh, it, we're covering it because, uh, our sister station in New Iberia, uh, K-A-N-E, Jeff Boggs and, uh, Keith, uh, abe will be bringing you play-by-play and it's a class 5A semi-final game. It's, you win, you're going to the dome. So yeah. it's, it's a big game. Huge. And, uh, Destrahan, <coughs> excuse me, has, uh, I, I believe, uh, 10 and 1, uh, record, and, uh, the Tigers are like, 9 and 2, but it should be an awesome game for, for high school. So, uh, we're bringing it pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7.
4: Sounds good. Go enjoy well, your lunch, sir. When we come back, it. the voice of the two-lane green wave, Corey Glory, joins us next on ESPN New Orleans.
6: It's the Big Finner sales event right now at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
0: Hi, I'm Nichols head football coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster, at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud
3: supporter of Nichols Athletics.
1: Go, Go Nichols!
3: Hello friends and family, Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about friend Building Materials.
7: Did you know that we have a new updated online order system? called do friend easy buy come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote we now have eight convenient locations to serve you which include cutoff Thibodeau, luling bell chase araby slide l and grand isle and no matter how big we grow as a company we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile so come give the local guys a try and experience the do friend difference
0: come on citizen Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau.
6: Raider looking, firing over the middle. It is incomplete.
2: Tyler Scott dropped it at the 30. Tulane gets it. And Tulane is moving on to the AAC Championship game.
4: That is the voice of the two-lane green wave, Corey Glor, and Corey Glor is the way to follow over on Twitter. Sir, good afternoon to you. How are you? Happy December.
6: Happy December to you, Gus. I'm doing well. It's
4: been an interesting week, sir. Can we confirm or deny that, uh, you are still going to be the voice of the two-lane green wave on Saturday? We, we're gonna get your voice though, right? You're gonna be there?
6: The I, I, I will be the voice of the two-lane green wave this Saturday.
4: Look, I, I kid and have some fun with that because, uh, the week started a little, uh, a little interesting, right? But obviously Coach Willie Fritz informing the school, hey, you're gonna, you're gonna have to still deal with me next year. I know that puts a little bit of ease. Maybe a concern Tulane fans have about could that have been a distraction with that being and coming to a close on Tuesday. Now all you do is now focus on UCF, right?
6: Yeah, I think that's where things have certainly gone to by this point. It was a chaotic start to the week, and uh, I think once uh, the dust settled on Tuesday, that is when everything really got back into normal speed in terms of preparing for a game. But, yeah, the, the first uh, 72 hours this week or so uh, certainly had a, a lot of people uh, around the program and the school uh, Looking in a lot of different directions here, so hopefully that has been put to bed here. Uh, heading into this uh, this contest on Saturday,
4: yeah, uh, well, no doubt. Well, that's that's good for the Greenway fans. They're listening, Coach Fritz, Corey Glor also coming back. General, D that's that's good at Corey's coming back.
7: Absolutely, I was I mean, a little nervous first. There might have been some reports that he was going to go with Willie Fritz <laughs> well, as a package well, deal. You, I was a little concerned know. there. And, you know,
4: the reason I say that, Corey, I don't know if you saw, um, it's making the rounds a little viral. The the gentleman that covers TSU with uh with Deion sanders he was having some fun saying can i ride with you <laughs> can, can i go oh you know man. things of that nature so we're having a little fun with that look i want to go back to cincinnati because i do think I, I, am i am i overstating by saying that that was one of the biggest wins in two lane football history with what was at stake i
6: uh, i don't think you are i mean you, you think about just even the the obvious one of getting a, a right to host a championship game that's the first thing but then who you had to beat, where you had to go to beat them, and it's been five years since that's ever happened from anybody. Uh, and then the, the the long droughts of beating a ranked team, which I, I didn't even realize uh, heading into that game. I completely forgotten that it had been 61 straight that Tulane had not beaten a ranked team. Um, that's how low on the totem pole that was in terms of importance to me. Um, so yeah, when you put all of that together, and as it turned out to be, it was winning into the championship game and lose and you aren't in it at all. Um, yeah, it's hard not to overstate the magnitude of what that performance was.
4: And when you talk about that performance, how key was it what Tajay Spears did? I mean, look, he won the Offensive Player of the Year for the conference, and I think that performance on Friday kind of solidified it, but 30-plus carries, Coach Fritz saying after the game that he told them we, we were going to ride you and uh, and take us to victory. Look, the two TDs, those runs were big, too, but I was talking about with Steve Barris on Monday. Corey, he had other runs of moving the chains, getting first downs, getting out of trouble that could have been tackles for losses. He ran so well on so many plays.
6: It was the mobility of it all, where he, he there's a refusal to go down on first contact and, and you're right. There were a few runs, especially in the first half, that could have been blown up for a loss of a couple. But he was able to just slide off of contact and move forward and get positive yardage out of that. Um, I mean, he played every single snap, let alone got every carry. There was no other running back that showed up on Friday, quite literally, on the field of play. Uh, and so it was to say that he was riding, Tajay, that's an understatement from Coach Willie Fritz, because I, I don't know if I've seen a performance like that that wasn't predicated by injuries elsewhere, but everyone was healthy in the running back core, but it was, you're our best player, you're the best player in the league, go prove it, and he proved it. I mean, it, it's been astounding to watch him play.
7: Hey, Corey, this is General D. Um, one of the things, you know, I'm actually a, a Tulane grad, so I'm very excited about this season and actually what the future holds with, with Tulane football. But one of the things that I, I noticed when I was at the UCF game um, was the size of their line. And I think, and obviously the speed of plumley but they made some adjustments in the second half via Tulane. That was able to negate some of the things that were going on, but it just didn't seem like they were ready uh, for that kind of speed and that size. Knowing that, you know, they were up against that last time. What do you think of some of the adjustments they're going to make uh, to nullify some of the, you know, of what occurred last time? Are they going to spy Plumley, or what? What do you think is going to happen there?
6: You know, I think spying Plumley is not the worst idea. They switched to that and run the second half, like you mentioned, the first meeting, and Plumley wasn't nearly as effective. Uh, the rest of the game as he was in the first quarter of that matchup. There's also a question about how healthy Plumley will be uh, this weekend. I think we're expecting to see him, and that was in doubt a few days ago, but they'll get him out there if he's even 50% for this game. Uh, I think what, what really reared up was you mentioned the size up front, and, and there's no real way around that. UCF is much bigger than Tulane is when it comes to the trenches. Uh, and so it's a lot more about fitting the gaps in the run game that's going to be crucial to this one. Because it wasn't just Plumlee. Isaiah Bowser, their big back, almost single-handedly finished the game with an eight-minute drive in the fourth quarter. And so um, being in the right spot for the running game is going to be more important than trying to match them pound for pound. Because you'll lose that battle. But if you're in the right spot, like they've been a lot this year, then you're going to wind up winning things.
7: Well, I think if you keep him as a passer, I think you're you're going to come out of this uh, yeah. on, on the winning side. Corey,
4: what was the difference between the first quarter and the rest of that game when you go back to that first meeting? Because was it just kind of adjusting to the speed of the game and being ready? Because after that 17-0 start, I mean, I almost felt like Tulane was going to win that game and come back.
6: Yeah, I, they put a few more in the box than we usually see on more downs. Like, it's usually a four-man front. They'll drop into three-man front a lot. But though, and then they'll have your two linebackers. But they'll drop into coverage a lot more. They stayed around the box a lot more against UCF from the second quarter on. So they had to kind of get out of their zone coverage just a touch more than they would like because of Plumlee's running ability. And so they were able to shift to that, and it was successful. They did hold them down to I think it was about forty yards rushing after the first quarter, but they gave up one hundred forty-five in the first quarter. And so, <laughs> um, so they're able to close things down that way. They had to adjust. Uh, a little bit sooner than they would have liked in terms of how many they're putting up front.
7: Well, the one thing that was impressive about the, the game last week was the fact that the stage wasn't too big. And I, and I kind of felt a little bit in that first half with all the drops that we had that the stage might have been a little bit big and those guys felt the pressure, but then they seemed like they settled in and, and, and played great ball. But last week was such a huge win, not only to get the victory but able to host. I think these guys can be ready to play and, and, and looking forward to this second matchup.
6: Yeah, I think the fact that's the one team that has beaten you in conference play that you get the chance to win a conference title against, uh, I, again, I think that's pretty far down the line in terms of motivation, but it's definitely in there. Like, there's no question. Like, this season's been a complete dream for this program, and there have been two bumps in the road. Uh, and this was the biggest one of the bunch. This was, uh, no offense to Southern Myth, but UCF controlled most of that game, and they punched Tulane right away, and Tulane staggered in the response. Um, This was the one opponent that really seemed to out-execute Tulane this year. And so the fact that this is the matchup for a conference championship, uh, I think there are a lot of guys in that locker room that are, are chomping at the bit to try and make amends for a couple weeks ago.
4: Corey Glore, voice of the two-lane Green Wave. About three more minutes with you, sir. And I think one of the other things, too, is I remember from my days being on the broadcast, a lot of the players that are seniors and juniors, you want to leave a mark, right? I mean, and this is kind of one of those history-making opportunities where going to the Cotton Bowl, winning the conference, and doing it at home, you're right. I mean, it's a little bit more significance to that. And I think every competitor just wants a chance, hey, give me one more crack at them. But I also think... Corey, can Yeoman be a factor here? I mean, you you've seen some of the largest crowds this season over there, and it took five hours to get this game sold out. They brought back some tickets, UCF. Those went. So can that be a factor going into this game?
6: It better be. I mean, th- there's only been one time in this conference's history where the home team has lost the championship game. And so, like, it, wow. it is pretty well proven what this means here And having this game in your backyard. And so, for, for this senior class that, you know, after, after Tulane beat SMU and it was Nick Anderson saying, well, maybe that was possibly my last home game. And, and, and look, it's not. And now they get another one here, and they've heard a lot about from from fans have been around for a while it feels like 1998 and their response has been no we want this to feel like 2022 and so like there's that's why all the stuff that was happening earlier in the in the week i wasn't terribly concerned about things falling off the rails of the team because the veteran leadership here is scary good um, that they went in last Friday to Cincinnati. It was very businesslike, and they got a win, and they were ready to move on from it. Like, it, it was incredible what they were able to do there. And so this is one more chance here at Yeoman Stadium to show this school, this city, just what this team is this year. And so whoever's coming out on Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock, boy, you've been gearing up for this for about two and a half decades. It's time to show it.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, you probably need a seatbelt for Steve Berrios, the Hall of Famer, sir, 40 years. He's been waiting for a game like this, but you know what? No seatbelt. Just let him stand and jump, do whatever he'd like.
6: Gas pedal's on the right. <laughs> there it is, I love it
4: Corey Glor, so happy you're coming back again another season I, there were no substantiated reports but that's how it works in sports right, I just, yeah, I just I, thank you for coming I, back I, no one offered uh, you
6: package deals are common here I mean, I have no discussions with anybody but that doesn't mean a thing but I, yeah. yes, I will be there Saturday and I'm looking there forward
4: it is. to it Amen. Wave Nation, absolutely love it Steve Barrios, Matty Hudak, Corey Glor will have that call for you thank you so much sir, appreciate it bud Thank you, guys. Yeah, for sure. At Corey Glory, the way to follow. He's incredible. I love him. Yeah, he really is good. You
7: can see the excitement that. Oh, he's, to the he's
4: perfect, perfect fit, man. Uh, when we come back, Ben Heisler will join Benny. us. Benny Heis. Sports Hangover, and ESPN New Orleans. <laughs>
0: At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more game time, more first times, more crunch time, more face time, and more party time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center.
2: Is your job recession-proof? Now might be the perfect time to switch careers and become an IT professional. With My Computer Career, IT is listed as one of the top recession-proof professions. You could have your dream job in just months, not years. No experience needed. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu.
0: They say that once you give him control, he will own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Katnigal.
4: Time it is when I look on the table. Chef Scotty has his phone open.
3: General D has his phone open.
4: The professor has one hand on a sandwich, one hand on his phone. All the apps are open. I can only mean one thing. Ben Heisler. Ben Sighted is joining us. Ben, oh, happy... 1st of December to you, sir. How are you?
8: Happy 1st of December to you, guys. Everything good?
4: Everything's good, as long as we don't talk about the Saints. But no, no I'm kidding.
6: We'll, we'll eventually ask you about the
4: Saints, man. But, um, man, look, it, it, with December, right, it, I, I was listening to some national shows this morning. They're like, it, it's now now it's meaningful football. You only have five, six games left, four for some teams that have some buys. Things of that nature it starts tonight. Bills and Patriots, the professor's in front of me. He's a Bills fan. Buffalo three and a half point favorite. This game's at New England. How do you see this one?
8: Thursday night games are weird, and even though Josh Allen has actually put it together some nice numbers against Fred against Bill Belichick, he's five, two, and one. Uh, only Eli Manning is the only other quarterback to have as many against Fred wins against Belichick in his career it's one of those spots where I have some concerns, especially about Josh Allen's injury status uh, with the Patriots ability, especially at home to take away some of your better players. Um, I, I think the defense hangs with them. You know, it's one of those matchups that kind of scares me a little bit to, to feel secure taking Buffalo. Normally, if I'm, I'm going to bet them, you, you, take Buffalo knowing that they've been one of the better covering teams uh, because when they win, they win big, but These closer games, you know, they're just kind of hanging on for dear life. And eventually when they get healthy, I think they'll look better. But, you know, right now I think the Patriots need this a little bit more. It's obviously a a division that uh, everything is kind of up for grabs. So getting the hook at home, I'm probably leaning New England right now. Uh, Also, given that these Thursday night games have trended towards home teams and also trended Mm. towards the under, that favors the underdogs
4: professor just gave you a look when you said New England but I understand you gave some solid reasons behind that chef Scotty got something for Ben hey Benny. um you know I'm just gonna stick with the hometown team do the, with everything on the line you're playing at Tampa this team seems divided right now there's no question about it you shot at them covering against Tampa
8: is there a shot Sure. I mean, well, is, you know what, is, what I mean look, <laughs> let's, 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 talk, let's, let's talk about it from the perspective of what exactly has Tampa Bay done to prove themselves this year right you know like I, I'm looking at the matchup I, I I see a line that's moved towards the Saints consistently throughout the entirety of the week it opened up at six and a half now down to you know as low as three and a half at some books you can still find it at four Um it's a defense that has generated pressure consistently against Tom Brady um, against an offensive line that is by far in a way the, the worst Buccaneers offensive line that they've gone up against in the last few years. And, you know, they had their number up until the second half when uh, there were some objections and things kind of got out of hand in New Orleans. So, yeah, I, I don't mind the Saints. These Monday night football games have also been a little bit strange. The the weather might be a bit humid, uh, Brady at night has not been good against the spread in his time at Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I, I don't mind the Saints here, especially if you can still get him at four. I, I think that's a good number to get him at. I'd grab it there before it moves to three and a half. Go,
7: cool. yeah, Benny. I, the, the question this is General Day. The question I have for you is is the matchup against Miami and San Francisco? Uh, I saw the, the number at about four. Um, everybody's talking about this possibly being a, a matchup that you know deep in the playoffs, if not a Super Bowl type matchup. I'm just not sold on Tua officially. I know everybody's on him as possible MVP. This will be a game that I think that if he can get it done here, um, it could catapult that team. But, you know, right now I think defensively, um, I like like the Niners here. What's your thoughts?
8: Yeah, I I like them too. And I would like the Dolphins a lot more if they had their starting left tackle. Teron Armstead, who obviously you guys are quite familiar with. Uh, Him not being in there completely changed the look of the Dolphins. Uh, once he went out with the injury, um, Tua got sacked several times. The, the offense wasn't crisp. You know, I they, they took Tua out of the game, even though it wasn't necessarily completely in the bag against Houston and uh, the Texans nearly covered in that game too, despite being down thirty to nothing. The Forty ers defensively right now are as sound as any team that I've seen in a long, long time. In the second half, they've gone now four straight games without giving up a point. In the second half, Forgot like a touchdown or, or anything. Like nobody is scoring on this team in the second half. I get that Miami has incredible weapons, and Tyreek Hill having a monster year. Tua is getting noteworthy consideration for MVP. I'm, as somebody who is on Tua at eighty to one to win MVP, I hope he goes and, and, and absolutely balls out. And if I get this uh, this pick wrong as a result of Tua having another monster game, I'll be thrilled about it. But I, I just think right now, especially with him not getting the protection that he needs on the offensive line, uh, he's just not going to have time to throw. And Tua needs time to be able to set up and get it to those guys on the outside where they can make magic happen. But if he's being pressured all day, he turns into a different quarterback.
4: Speaking with Ben Heisler, um, if you looked at the AFC conference standings right now in the playoff, if it ended today, Casey's oh, yeah. the one seed at nine and two. Cincinnati sixth, seven and four. A lot of people talking about this game here as well, that KC needs to be able to win this game. Like, Bengals have something on them. or not? I don't know about that. KC is a two-point favorite. Who do you like in this game?
8: Uh, I I was able to grab Kansas City when the line moved briefly earlier today at minus one and a half. My my bet that I prefer is on the first half over at 25 and a half. Uh, You can get it at 26 right now. Both these teams are going to score points. I, I, I know that it's improved defenses, but you're, you're giving me Mahomes, you're giving me Burrow, you're giving me the top two out of the top three touchdown leaders in the NFL this season going mano-a-mano. Um, and what we have saw in the last two games, even though Cincinnati, I suppose, has Kansas City's number, is both teams can score. Mahomes just didn't do it in the second half, and that was because Cincinnati dropped eight guys back, and Kansas City decided that we're too proud to run the ball, and Mahomes uh, wasn't able to take advantage. Now that's different. They have multiple guys in their running game that they can use effectively. Um, they're going to be prepared in case Cincinnati drops eight guys again. Like they're, Andy Reid addressed it in his press conference. Um, I know that the Lion and the Sharps have been all over the Bengals, and, and Kansas City has not been a good covering team this year, but these are also the games that the Chiefs have won and have covered consistently. If you go back over the last 22 road games for the Chiefs against winning teams, they're... 15 and 7 against the spread on the road against the winning teams. Like, this is what Mahomes does when, when they start to get doubted a little bit. Um, and people might be wondering when the Chiefs are going to start to fall off. Uh, these are the games that they cover. Saw it this year against Tampa Bay. Saw it this year against Arizona. Um, you know, didn't do it against the Chargers. But again, it's a division game. Things can get a little bit weird and it was a much larger spread. I, I think the Chiefs are out for blood this week. And I like them to score plenty of points. And maybe Cincinnati keeps it close, especially getting. Mixon and Jamar Chase back, but I, I I can't help myself, Gus, to not look at this Chiefs team and say they they're going to be prepared this time around, and this is a game that means a lot to them.
7: Yeah, Benny. I, the question I have for you is: We've been kind of sitting here looking at some of the different scores here, in lines. Is the Commanders and the Giants that both have same records? Um, I, I know there's a lot of people at this table that like the, the you know Taylor Haney. I mean, I think that he's got that it factor and they've been rallying around him, just kind of playing that, that gritty-type ball. Um, what's your thoughts on that game? I really like the, I like the Commanders here.
8: It's an interesting matchup just because of the fact that, you know, you're right, Heineke's been getting the ball out quick. That was a big issue with Carson What is is he was just hanging on to the football for too long and, and wasn't making plays downfield. Um, at the same time, I, I do look at the Giants and say to myself, like, that, that's been a team consistently that's made adjustments that's gotten better defensively, that's gonna generate some pressure. Um and, and Washington for as good as their their defense has started to to look and it still has some issues in, in stopping the run and and I think Barkley is in a spot where he could probably take advantage. If this line gets to three, I'll be all over New York. Um you know two for Washington is still available on the board. I don't mind that play. Uh it's probably a stay away for me though, just because
1: it's a divisional
8: game Giants as a divisional dog at home. I mean, that's the direction I'm leaning, but I, I just don't have a real good read on this game. So if I, if I had to take a lean either way, I'd probably take the Giants at home, uh, even though Daniel Jones historically over his career has been much better covering on the road, but a different Daniel Jones with uh, a much better system that fits much better this year.
2: Ah, Benny. Uh Where was I?
5: Um, Philadelphia in the uh,
8: Tennessee Titans.
5: Philadelphia, it says
8: four and a half. Yeah, I, I love Tennessee this week. Dude. Tennessee is, that what they do matches up really well with Philadelphia. Tennessee's defense, guys, I, I don't think we give them enough credit for the type of job that Mike Brabel and his defense has done to turn themselves around this year. They're the best team in the NFL at stopping teams on third down. They're also number two in the NFL in, in yards per rush allowed. And now you're going up against an Eagles team that is number one in the NFL in rushing touchdowns. The Titans have given up the fewest rushing touchdowns in the NFL this year. Mike Vrabel, uh, as an underdog of three plus or four-plus points, uh, has covered the spread about 68% of the time. Uh, there's a reason that this game has moved from Tennessee plus six down to, to four-and-a-half. I, I would bet this game down to four-and-a-half. Still, you can find a, a five here and there, or maybe uh, buy a, an extra half point, depending on what sportsbook you use but I, I really do like fantasy this week i I think I don't know if they're necessarily live for an asset but um, I, I strongly see them keeping this one close in Philadelphia
7: <clears throat> cool all right Benny, I got a new new shooter different direction I know you cover a lot of things here what, what about the pelicans man they've been in a role a lot of people in this area are very excited about them what are your thoughts on this upcoming game against the nuggets
1: at home
8: so the nuggets are yeah nuggets are, are one of those teams that will have moments of just total brilliance, right? Like, especially if you look at, at breaking down some of their numbers at home, um, you know, they, they tend to put up monster numbers and all of a sudden they, they kind of fall off. They let teams hang around and then eventually uh, start covering the spread. And, and what I've liked, too, about New Orleans this year is I, I feel like there's just, there's more of a commitment defensively with them. Like, it's, it's just kind of a, a different style and, and I've, I've enjoyed watching, um, you know, that style play out. Now, they can still score with the best of them. But I mean, you thought about guys like Zion and, and McCollum and, and Ingram. I don't think there was a, a whole lot of thought as to them being, you know, the, the type of strong defensive player and a strong defensive team that maybe most would have envisioned. But yeah, I I, I think that the, the the Pelicans can can hang around in this game. I, I don't. I actually don't have the number because they're not playing today. It's no, like it's
4: Sunday. Sunday. It's Sunday. Yeah, yeah. He, we're looking ahead. Sunday. They yeah. got the Spurs tomorrow then the Nuggets just because yeah, of the, the standings. I'll, I'll, I'll
8: be honest with you guys. I was I was filibustering a little bit, just trying to see what I could find the number at, and yeah. it was not on the board. Yeah, the Spurs. I think we need to be able to handle that is. game.
7: Yeah. What is the spread in that Spurs game? I mean, I, I would think that we're probably heavily For favored. Friday. There. Yeah, uh, about the Texans
5: I and the Browns.
0: It.
4: What the who? yeah. Oh. You know, look, we were talking about that earlier today. Is Excuse that a game you stay away from, like, at all? I know Cleveland's a seven point favorite against the Texans.
8: Yeah, I, I have zero interest in, in betting this game. I, Texans are bad. Um, I you know, I think about Russell Wilson's return to uh, Seattle this year, and everybody was, you know, buying into the, you know, Russ is going to cook against his former team, and we've seen just how bad it's been. Um, you know, Cleveland's. Yeah, Watson's coming back, and obviously, you know, when he's healthy and locked in and had time to practice, he's, he's still an elite quarterback. Um, but it's still a change. Um, you know that the Texans are going to be fired up to play him, um, and Houston has actually been a fairly decent covering team at home relative to on the road. So touchdown save, touchdown dog at home. Watson making his first start. Yeah, I, this is a pass for me. Just put it on the corner TV and, and watch something else.
4: As always, we love the time Ben Heisler gives us. Please go give a follow over there at Benny Heis, H-E-I-S, Managing Editor for Bet Sided. Plenty of info, including College Hoops. Ben, I saw you did a little piece on that, man. Thanks for the time, bud. Alright guys, be good. Not for sure. There we go. It's a quick break. We come back. General D, Professor, Chef Scotty, myself. You look like you're about to take a nap, by the way, Professor. We'll be back. Sports hangover. Thank <laughs> you. It's Gus Kattengill with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's in Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or the on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. You'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans.
5: This holiday season, switch to Boost Mobile and get a single-line unlimited plan for $25 a month and... A partridge in a pear tree? Coverage on America's largest 5G networks. How about Seven Swans of Swimming? No, but if you're not satisfied within the first 30 days, Boost gives you your money back. Turtle doves. French hens? The lowest truly unlimited plan on the market. One line for $25 a month when you switch. I'll take it. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer. New customers only. One line for $25 per month with auto Device must be returned in like new condition. Monthly service refunded via Jeez gift card. Bad. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details.
2: He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts.
0: Now back to The Sports Hangover
3: with Gus Kattengau. We got a lot of depth on this team. We are a special team. And I think as the season goes on, I mean, the world will get to see that. Because we'll learn each other. And we'll figure it out.
4: I could if I wanted to. Well, if I you know, had the time and... Three hours on that game last night.
3: Wow. You were there. Yeah, I was there. It,
4: it, it, that moment that I've been referring to the,
7: the Zion stretch?
4: Yeah, well, the str- <laughs> Zion stretch. I called it, um, bleep this, you know, yeah, like, no, no, yeah, I, it's mine. I mean, again, I can listen to this over and over. Again. Zion doubled, spins out of it, drives
2: in, dunk it in! Hang in midair and smash it in. Now you gotta get back. Ananobi, front court right. Steals Z! Front court! Drive! Lay it in! Siakam tried to foul him. They didn't call it. They did. Zion calling everybody up. Time Nick Nurse. Listen to the crowd, man.
4: Yeah. I and mean, it, in, 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 in that sequence, they're like, oh, wow, did he just do that? Right. And then while you're still kind of murmuring about it, then he gets to steal and does it again, and you heard the crescendo. The crowd went even higher on that, dude. I mean... <laughs> It was incredible to, to witness.
7: The last one, I, I thought he was going to throw that one down. He just laid it in. It was <laughs> almost like anticlimactic. But it was it was phenomenal. But the, the thing that's amazing on this guy is that it didn't look like he was trying to take over, like he was forcing things. He just all of a sudden turned it up a notch. And that's what the great ones are able to do. In those times when you need a guy to make a play, and we've seen it on the right. other end. Absolutely. And we've seen all like of a sudden us. guys yes. just turn it up. And then we we're like, oh, there we go again, and we lost. Yeah. This time, this guy turned it up and put us in position to win, and it was, you know, no looking back. He closed the door on that team.
4: Yeah, there's no doubt. And that's what I was saying. So, you agree with me that what I was saying in the beginning of the show, to me, yesterday was that first step of a superstar. I'm like, legit. Like, I'm talking about that's what an NBA superstar does. Yeah. Looks like, feels like, smells like. I mean, just that, that looked like it yesterday. Now, to the professor's point, to be an NBA superstar, you do that consistently. Correct. And we'll see, right? I mean, look, Sunday, I mean, it, tomorrow, that's a game you should step on the court and win, but it's the Spurs. It, it was, it goes back to Monday. Monday was a team that you're better than, but they had a dynamic score, you didn't have your guys, they found their way to win. Superstars on some nights show like, showcase. And then on other nights, just find a way. True, because but everyone matters.
7: The, the the point that I think is important here is that everybody in the court during that time frame knew it was Zion's our guy, right? And sometimes I think as a team we get a little bit into that situation that like, oh, it's my turn down. We're winning so big. Let me uh, let me go do it. Night. That's what I'm saying. Nah. And when we have Bi and CG on the floor with Zion, sometimes it's like, who who's going to make this move? And and we know like down the stretch that B.I., who early in his career was not great at closing out, has been a good closer. Zion last night, because there was no one else around, he said, you know what?
4: He took it upon himself
7: that I'm going to go ahead and close the door. It's interesting
4: you say that because I've heard from him, and and he spoke about it the last time Brandon Ingram and Zion were on a court together, that they have this unwritten language. I think those two guys, with CJ, work from this aspect of it. They're unselfish. And they're willing to pass. You've heard Zion specifically say, look, I grew up and I was trained as a point guard. He has no problem dishing. He had an unbelievable dish, high bounce pass right from the top of the key down to Jonas for the dunk on the baseline. Um, we've seen Brandon Ingram have a nine-assist game. I-, I think what's unique, and again, we haven't really seen it but for ten games, but I think the basketball IQ is enough with B.I. and Zion that they're going to read the floor and see where the mismatches are and let that person cook or that's the best mismatch or that's the best matchup for that possession or that game. Do you feel that? I mean, I've seen it from them this season.
7: Yeah, no, it's definitely when people talk about this, you know, how your chemistry happens. As you play more together, you kind of know when to assert yourself, you know, to kind of slay back, kind of, you know, pick your spots. Um, but, but a guy that, you know, we're not even talking about, Who's a legitimate star in this league is Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy is a guy that could start night in and night out for most teams in this league. And right now he's a guy that's stepping up because there's an opportunity for him. But he's gonna, he's a 6'10 guy. And what's incredible, I, I saw a quote from his mom. In ninth grade I told my son he had a better chance of one day owning an NBA team. Who knew he was gonna get taller? This was, was wrote <laughs> from Trey Murphy's mom. Right. And, and the, the unbelievable how he's now athletically starting to assert himself. He's taken the ball to the rim Dude. in one bounce and was looking to make damage on somebody's head outside the lane.
5: He's
4: had at least five to six block shots in the last three games that were taken away because of fouls called or something from that nature, from that aspect. Um, you remember I said at the beginning uh, of the season and training camp, I said he was the key. He was going to be the key between the six and the four seed. I thought that he could be, based on that little bit that we saw but you're no, basing it on his
7: three-point shooting alone in well, his no. spacing, well, right? Well,
4: no. Well, that because of what I saw at summer league, where I saw the makings of an all-around game: okay. attacking, dunking, baseline driving, shooting the three, but also playing defense. Of like, if that's the guy that shows up there in the regular season,
7: yeah, watch out. Well, th- but gotta remember too, summer league and, and doing. I it understand now which is is light is and which great is is that right. he's doing it now when the that's lights are really 100%. on. Hundred percent.
4: Here's what Zion had to say about playing with him.
3: Oh, I love it. Are we looking at Trey all the time in a huddle or when we out on the court? Like, I'm going to find you. You just know. It may not look like it, but I'm going to find you.
4: I think the other thing, too, that I love in listening to Zion, and you and I have talked about this as we're listening to him speak after Monday's game, after, you know, yesterday's game. And I don't mean this in a bad way. Um. But it's refreshing to hear someone that has that kind of level of talent and genuinely loves his teammates. Mm-hmm. There isn't a bite that I can't play tonight or today from last night where he doesn't immediately almost refer to a teammate. Well, that's like been so frustrating about what the national
7: media guy. was portraying with that that guy.
4: That is a That was great so point. important for people to understand
7: point. inside the building. Great that point. Zion has always been about everyone else as well as himself. But he hasn't been an only-me guy. And you see that. Most superstars and other teams, if their box score isn't filled up, 100%. They're, they're pouting. Zion just wants to win. He says it every time every they time. interview
3: him. I, I just want to win. Listen. I mean, I tell people all the time, um, I was trained to be a playing guard. Because, uh, you know, my stepdad told me, if you don't grow past a uh, certain height, you're going to have to play playing guard. So, when I'm making those reads, that's just, that's just been instilled in me, like... If, i said if two people three people are trying to close in on me two people gotta be open somewhere so when you got shooters like the shooters we have you just find them whether it's a uh, me passing and the person catching the passing again uh it's just seeing the game
4: i like on when he was asked hey how's it been like shouldering the load without B-I-Z? I mean,
3: when you have two players like that out, uh you are gonna see and feel the difference um but I, I give coach praise all the time on it. At the beginning of the season, beginning of training camp, the conditioning test wasn't nothing physical during training camp. It was just stay ready. If you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. So your name is called in situations like this. I mean, Trey, Herb, Jose, especially Dyson, they, they've all stepped up.
4: Here's another thing, understanding again the game. He got calls yesterday. When that happens, listen to how he looks at it, though.
3: I mean, like you said, it opens up the game. Um, when those fouls are getting called. Now the players that are guarding me, I have two fouls and I have three fouls, so they can't be as aggressive. And then there's that moment of hesitation where the help defender either has to come all the way over go out to my shooter or even stand still and in that moment I make my read you coach basketball
4: Th- that's mm-hmm. an understanding of the game and what he's seeing in front
3: of well Mike Krzyzewski
7: gave him such a great high accolades about his basketball IQ and that just speaks right to it but the thing that I heard in the clip before mm-hmm. of how much he trusts the rookie Dyson Daniels like, here's a guy that barely is getting in the in the game he at times. i almost had a triple-double Almost had a triple-double and played 30 minutes. 31. 31 minutes. Third most minutes on the entire and, team. And left. here's a kid that is kind of in that same mindset, stay ready, right? He hasn't been getting this long run in play, but right. yet when he gets in, he's so steady. Very so he plays the game the way it's supposed to be played, but the thing that he's doing more than anything is earning Willie Green's ex- respect, because that's what happened with Herb Jones. Herb Jones thought he could do it on the defensive end, and that's what Di- Dyson Daniels is doing right now. But you know what? He's at the point, and I'm, I'm not going to be blasphemous and say that CJ needs to take a back seat, but his defense is so valuable, and maybe... At some point, you're going to see C.J. have to go play with that second unit to be the guy because how many miles are you going to feed between, you know, all the guys that we have to score, but you need to be able to stop the other team. Oh,
4: listen to what Zion had to say on the Rook.
3: It's big time. It's big time because I remember when I first came to the league, I would my friends would be like, man, what is it like? What is it like? And it's like, this isn't high school. This isn't college. Like, you know, Dyson's 19, you may have somebody else on the opposing team, 28 or 30, like, two, three kids, they have a family, and this is our job, like, yeah, we love basketball, but at the end of the day, like, it's how everybody feeds their family, so when you get thrown out there, this isn't, it's not always, like, kicks and giggles, this is, it's real life, Uh so to see Dyson getting out there and stepping up like that and to be 19, I mean... As you watched, it's unfolding in front of our eyes. He's just getting better, game by game. I'll tell you what else is
4: unfolding in front of our eyes: hearing that guy become a mature leader—unbelievable.
7: Yeah, the thing that that frustrates me more than anything is seeing a guy that's a top ten pick like Jackson Hayes, and let you know, let's call it what it is: we up by thirty points last night, and yeah. he can't sniff the floor because if you watch him in pregame, which I sat there and I watched every movement that he made, he's goofing around. He's like acting like he's throwing the ball up in the air, like as though it just doesn't matter. You're, and, you're not. And he's the not first working. Person. He's not working at getting yeah. better at his craft. You're
4: not the first person to mention his, the pregame ritual yeah. and getting and ready. And look, for I don't game. mind be playing loose. You don't want to
7: come out there and be. But here's a guy that's supposed to be, you know, supposed to be clawing and scratching to get a minute. And he has a phenomenal shot. You watch him at the free throw line. He's got good form, good release, good rotation of the ball. That should translate to moving back further. And if he was a guy that was able to be a stretch four big, man, he would have an unbelievable career. But he doesn't put in the time. And here's a guy that's just throwing the ball up the goal where, and he's not going to get a whole lot of shots. When he got in the game two games ago, I think it was, he airballed it from three because he's just sitting there thinking like, oh, I'm going to get another shot. I'm going to get another chance. It's like yeah. your time is running out in this league, and if he doesn't step it up, obviously he's going to be off this roster, well, but more so he's going to be out the league or back in the G League and then realize, man, did I make a mistake.
4: It's to the point that Andrew Lopez said, at some point when everyone gets back healthy, whose minutes are getting whose minutes? I mean, it, it's going to be a tough, tough call. Well, Mr. Professor, you're about to head on out, sir? Yeah, I'm about to head have-
5: Hey. Nice echo. I'm about to head out in just a second, but he's absolutely right, man. Jackson will end up back in the G League. Like they're gonna have to find minutes somewhere. Somebody's gonna have to get demoted and pushed down to the end of the bench. And you know, he's one of the leading candidates right now. But with the guys who they got coming back and the guys who are coming back from injury, it it kind of fits.
4: Enjoy the builds and patriots tonight, sir. Will do. There he goes. Our three next inning is New Orleans. Thank
8: you, shake it, boom. You're the one who protects the flock and that requires an eye for detail because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything.